Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. 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 Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And you can find him uh, pretty much everywhere in the, uh, the, the podcast sphere of Dallas Cowboys discussion. You're likely to find either a Brian Broaddus clip or an interview, or a, a, a gig, or whatever else. You will find him everywhere, but you can most frequently find him right here. Brian, how's it going? It's going good. Did we get clipped? Did something did happen? We? Did we get what clipped? What do you mean? What do you I'm mean? I'm just wondering if something, if we got clipped. If, oh, we, we did not. No, 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 no. Everybody was generally pretty, uh, I, I think our, our million caveats on the last one worked. You think so? I, I, think, I think it I think worked. that's a new approach we need to take. When you yeah, make we just an have opinion, to like say it over and over and over hey, again. That hey, I, I this know is that not- I know this is going to get clipped. I know it's going to. I know that Christian McCaffrey's mom is going <laughs> to confront me at the Super Bowl about it. And you know, 
that kind of thing. But no, what was her exact word to y'all? Don't be dicks. Was that uh, what she, she said? called us? Yeah, she did. She <laughs> called us. Yeah. She told Kevin and I that we were. Yeah, and it, you know what? As shocking as it was, she was absolutely right. So it was good, it was, though. I, I respected that Mrs. McCaffrey sat up there and was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll have this conversation with them." And I respected did. that y'all sat there and said, "All right, let's have her. Let's do this." She so she kind of went after us, and you know, it's funny. Gavin Dawson, who I work with on my show on one hundred five three, the fan on the G Bag Nation, Dawson just kind of took the approach like, "Okay, ma'am, if you're going to go after us here, you know, we we were trying to be polite and respectful." Then she kind of went after that route. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson yeah. went right back at her. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We we've, we've been trying to be nice here, but we're going to <laughs> It was I I enjoyed it. And if you guys want to enjoy it too, you you can find it. Just go ahead and Google uh G-Bag Nation and Christian doing? McCaffrey mom. No, 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 and you'll find the interview. It's a great interview. It is. She was, was she it. actually was very she was actually very She's sharp. She is very sharp. Former soccer player. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's, uh, she's sharp, but she, she wanted nothing to do with, uh, the, what me and Dawson were talking about. I mean, I, I don't blame her. Jeez. I don't blame her at all, but how you so, doing, Robert? You good too? I'm, good? I'm great. Great. On Never draft better. Stuff, getting going I, here. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to run through everything. I'm ready to run through draft. I'm ready to run through free agency. Mm. I can't wait to hear whatever the, uh, the, the line is this year as the, the big talking point of like, hey, we got to fix this. We got to get this done. I'm interested to see because obviously nothing has happened yet. I'm interested to see what, if anything, changes on the Cowboys coaching staff. And I'm not yeah. talking about just Dan Quinn because if Dan Quinn doesn't get a job, uh, I believe there are a couple of assistants out of contracts and we have not heard a single word. Do you, you know, know who's out of contract, Bobby? Okay, so I I'm, I believe. Are we going to get in trouble doing this? Let's I'm not, not get, get in I, trouble. I, yes, 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 yes. Without no like, like this is not a, a a report of this way. I believe it has been said to me that I believe like Robert Prince is out of contract. I believe okay, which makes coach. sense, which makes sense. Two year deals generally, and yep. for assistant coaches, um, that is the only one that I know for certain, hmm. um, or or that that I had I've heard nice out job. there. But I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be it's a it's it's a, a different. It's a different vibe this offseason. It feels very much like there, there's just not a lot of shifting sand or turmoil or anything else. Meanwhile, up in Philadelphia, there is a mm. lot of shifting in the NFC East as they are now looking for a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. They have talked to Cliff Kingsbury about their offensive coordinator job. Uh, they requested permission to interview Kellen Moore. Now that Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Chargers, uh, that he was granted permission to interview with the Eagles as well as, I believe, the Browns. Um, so that's what they're looking at on the offense side. The defensive coordinator gig, uh, I believe if it's not officially filled, it, it's on track to be that, that he's flying up there to sign the deal. And that is Vic Fangio, hmm. um, who obviously uh, was with the Dolphins last year and had had claimed to create sort of the blueprint for how to attack the Cowboys and Dak Prescott in 2021 when he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos and they did the man match coverage scheme and, and did the you know a lot of the different things with uh, two high safeties and and how that became kind of the the way that teams decided to attack Dak Prescott. So there is a little bit of concern about Vic Fangio in the Cowboys blogosphere uh, joining the Eagles and how he might be able to attack the Cowboys. Brian, your just initial thoughts on the idea of Vic Fangio going to the Eagles? Well, it's interesting because we're starting to hear things coming out of Miami. And whether you believe they're um, the players were, <laughs> I, I hear about a thing where uh, 
there are two rocks and a foot kicking the rocks and you know kick rocks and yeah <laughs> so you know i mean it, it's it's and then you get uh you get what's our agent down there in miami drew rosenhaus right yeah yeah and drew rosenhaus coming on and he's like oh there's players on the defense that really didn't like vic fangio all that well <laughs> you know you get all these the poor guy you know is is uh you know he's He's to the Boy, point that, that now seems where to happen he, a, that seems to happen a lot in Miami, doesn't it? When they let coaches because Brian Flores had that happen yes, too. When when you get when you get asked to go, they, everybody just piles on. And, and but yeah, I I think that to me that uh, the the Vic Fangio stuff is interesting because I was trying to reach out to our buddy Elliot Shore Parks, and he didn't mm-hmm. get back with me on this from WIP Elliot, in if you Philly. Know, WIP Philly. Uh, they've got a they've got a podcast that does really really well up there in Philly as well, and I was trying to trying to kind of get the idea: does the 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 Eagles have like three four personnel? Are they a three four personnel team? You know, do they have the pieces? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think that Vic Fangio that's his main uh, way of defense. Uh, yes, you know, I typically. don't think he's a four three guy. Yeah. Uh, he is a he's a three four guy by trade, and so now you you start to wonder okay where are the pieces what are do they have the pieces to do that um, you know Nolan Smith you know uh, Hassan Reddick you know could be outside linebacker kind of guys sure I especially think, Nolan Smith yeah yeah I, you know Nicobe Dean inside linebacker a little bit smaller a little bit shorter. Yep. Does that does that fit what you're trying to do? Um, you know, what does that mean with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and you know guys like that? Are those guys going to be shown the door? Um, you know, Jalen Carter, where does he fit? Jordan Davis, we can kind of think of him being a nose. So yeah, it's it's going to be. Um, I bet Josh going, Sweat could stand up and rush. Yeah, Josh Sweat, sure. But you know, where your where your base defensive ends in this group? You know, is you know yeah. where 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 are those guys? So you know, with with a, with that you know with three four front, you you play with a you know you play with a nose and you play with the, those ends and you can kind of move them, you can reduce them, you can you know you can play them wide, you can you know you can do a lot of things. But it's kind of reminds me of the same thing that we went through with Bill Parcells. You know, the first year, you know, he told. Mike Zimmer, he goes, you know, he goes, and you can coach this four three one more year, but the next year we're going to a three four. So mm-hmm. now you wonder, okay, does this put the Eagles behind in some of their scouting stuff? You know, the, the biggest fear, sure. the biggest fear of uh, of a scout is a coaching change, especially when a coach has been there for you know two, three, four years, where all of a sudden you know scouts love continuity because continuity means okay, I have an idea what this coach wants player wise. So that's kind of where, you know, you when you're if you're an Eagle Scout, you would be a little bit like, oh geez, all these three, four guys that I didn't really scout or were not part of what we were doing, you know, now you have to circle back and find those guys and evaluate those guys. And, you know, when you know when Vic gets there, you know, what other coaching changes are they gonna have? What other things on the staff are they gonna have? They got a new offensive coordinator too. You know they're going to have a new offensive corner, so that's going to put them behind. So, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're okay with change in Philadelphia. Sure, you know, you're you're okay with because now it's now it turns into can they get it right with the change? 
Can they, you know, can they get their draft right with their with all the changes? You know, and that's and that's how you find a way. That's when when teams have bad drafts or poor drafts in your division, then all of a sudden it turns into it turns into other teams find ways to catch up. You yeah. know, I remember when when we were in uh, in Green Bay, you know, Dallas had a draft. Jeez, uh, I mean they they were you know they were winning Super Bowls and in the nineties it was like the ninety. Maybe the '95 or '96 draft they had was just not, you know, good enough, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't supplement all the players. And to be honest with you, uh, Bobby, you know, when I got here in '99, we paid for it because they didn't, you know, because there wasn't the talent there, and we had a lot of veteran players, and guys were starting to go, you know, go by the wayside. You know, we were having guys retire and guys, you know, that just were old and they were too old and they didn't play well enough, and now. You know, you didn't have the players to supplement that. And then on top of that, we had poor drafts to kind of compound that. So then you had the bad year. So, again, if you're a, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you just hope that, that Philadelphia continues to have these changes, you know, with, uh, you know, with, their, with their organization because it, it kind of puts you behind the eight ball a little bit when you're scouting. You're going to find ways to have to kind of catch up. I, I, yeah, I think that's all really well said and, and – uh you know, kind of summarizes why this shouldn't scare Cowboys fans much. I, I know there's still the Vic thought Fangio of like Joe doesn't scare you is what you're telling me. No, not not at all. I mean, look, no. I, I don't think that I don't think that Vic oh, Fangio. He, there's, people that, there's people that agree with you that Vic, and, Vic and, Fangio didn't have the teeth he once had. And and that's not that's not even a criticism of, of Fangio as a coach. I just think the idea that he's the kryptonite to Dak or the Cowboys offense has been really overblown. Cover four is the kryptonite to Dak. You, you you look at the way that, like, I mean, the Miami game, Dak did not play bad against Miami. Should have won the like, game. Like, yeah. They should have won the game. He drove down the field and yeah. got the go-ahead score when yeah. he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, his rookie year against Chicago, he played great against Fangio's defense in, in Chicago. So, really, it's it's the Denver game, that one game in 2021. Sure. And then the the it was viewed, I think, as the first domino that pushed over to some struggles in the second half of the year. So, I think people hold on to it. I, I, it's funny to me is that there used to be this reputation a little bit, and I, it was always bizarre to me. There was the reputation of Golden Tate always kills the Cowboys. People would say Golden Tate is just a Cowboy killer. And Golden Tate uh, in 2018 had a great game. He had eight targets for eight catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. In the, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other games he played in his career against Dallas, he went over 50 yards once. Hmm. And and it was something where he just had developed this reputation as like, oh, that's the guy who just absolutely kills you. And it just it didn't match with reality. And I think that's the same thing with Fangio is that when you look at Dak's numbers for his career against Fangio's defense, he's 7.7 yards per attempt, five touchdowns, one interception. His passer rating is 98.3. Yeah, this it, is not this is not going to be a problem. This is not I'm anybody just, that I, no. I think is massively concerned. And to the point that you pointed out here, it shows turmoil and a season of change for the Eagles that sure. said that suggests a step back next year. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I would be the fact that they're replacing coordinators after one year again, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's a tough thing to have to deal with. And so, but the thing with the, the biggest problem with Dak is the teams that play the cover four, you know, the teams mm-hmm. that play quarter quarters coverage and then, you know, force him to have to make throws from out of through that. They may be a little clever six, you, know, you look at what you look at what, what 
you know, Green Bay, Green Bay's offense really won that game. I mean, they 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 were they what they had twenty something points in first nineteen minutes of the game. Sure, Dal- Dallas know? offense I mean, didn't help, but the defense Dallas, wasn't getting yeah, stops. Then d- defense couldn't get any stops, and so you couldn't really get anything in Dallas's defense. But you know, they've got to figure out they've got to figure out what are these defenses that give Dak trouble. And it seems like to me, it's the ones where they it's not so much reading. It's like you see, it's what he sees. Mm-hmm. It's what he, you know, it's what, okay, you know, is it, maybe the little bit of hesitation. There's some times where Dak, you know, single high stuff, he reads it, boom, boom, you know, ball out, gone, you know, big play. But, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay played that cover four, and it just, and there's teams that, that do that to Dak. You know, Buffalo, there's teams that do that, then they just, and you know, and and I think that probably the teams go back and look at, well, you know, Dak is an incredible quarterback, and then all of a sudden they go, well, what what stops him? Do yeah. this, do this, play cover six, you know, play a cloud on one side, and I mean cloud, put the put the corner down, put the other corner back, you know, you know, play play your safeties, give him a, a cover two look over here, and then another look over, you know, a cover four look here and a cover two look here. You know, and now, you know, play that way. And it's not that Dak's dumb or anything like that. He, I think he sees, he understands. You're just creating, you're, you're creating a, a, a look that is, for a quarterback, it's like, God, I don't have a place to go with the ball here. You know, and I think yeah, and he, that's he, what he Big Fangio, to... that's, that's the kind of thing that the, like these legendary coordinators, they come up with stuff and all that. I, I, I think that time has passed Vic Fangio, myself. I think it's past him. Um, so you know, I, Philadelphia hiring the guy. I'm all, I'm all, I'm totally on board with it. Good job, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah and we, we've talked before too about the things that Dak struggles with, and and one of the things that I know we've talked about before is when, especially when he starts pressing, that vision gets very narrow for him, and that that to me is still the biggest area that that can be frustrating with Dak, or not frustrating, but it just it costs you is when he gets that. He tunnels in on guys, yeah. and he just he doesn't see stuff in the periphery. He doesn't see yeah. the entire field at once. Yep, and right. and because of that he just you know he'll miss a sitting defender or whatever else. And so you know, but uh, ultimately, I think like I said, for those of you who are panicking a little bit and going, "Oh, Fangio, this is the uh, kryptonite," don't that's don't oversold. Don't, don't, no, worry, don't about worry about that. it don't at worry all. About that. Nope. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, Brian, speaking of quarterbacks, I wanted to bring something up to you today. And I don't, I, I, again, here's our disclaimer, the, our, 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 our disclaimers that we're having to put out there and say, <laughs> don't misunderstand what we're talking about here. Don't don't go clipping or anything else and saying like, oh, they said that because we're not. This is a genuine discussion about depth and things like that. Mm-hmm. You gave up a fourth round pick at the end of the preseason for Trey Lance. Pick 124, and, I believe it is. Yeah. And, I looked at it today. Yeah. That that's a valuable pick. Yeah. Um I I mean picking in the fourth round is a is a valuable asset. Um, and, and so you gave that up for Trey Lance, who ultimately was never active throughout the season, was, was just kind of a practice squad guy. I'm sure did some scout team stuff, uh, especially against, you know, when they were prepping for more mobile quarterbacks and things like that. He, he, he provided value in that sense. Um, but when you look at the Trey Lance acquisition, I think people are still struggling to figure out, okay, what, what's the purpose here? What, what did you bring him in here for? What is the plan for him ultimately? Is the plan just to flip him? Do you plan on him being here for a while? Is he an insurance policy? Is he a quality backup? How do you view him? Uh, and and I, I personally at the time thought, and I still think a big part of it was just leverage. The Cowboys needing some sort of just, hey, here's a young guy that we like in our contract negotiations. Let's create some sort of leverage point uh, that we can have a firmer foot to stand on when we go into negotiations with Dak Prescott. But ultimately, I think that the plan next year needs to be that he is your number two quarterback um, and and that you need to start figuring out if, if you're going to be able to create any sort of a value for him to trade him or if you want to keep him here or whatever else. So, Brian, that's kind of what I want to get into with you today. What are your plans? If you're the Cowboys, what is your approach and your your planning process with Trey Lance behind Dak Prescott? What is it that you're grooming him for? What do you want to see him do this offseason and into next year? Is he just a backup quarterback? Do you want to see them create yeah. packages for him? Do you, do you yeah. want to see Mike McCarthy do some things where it's like, hey, let's get some red zone packages in here. Let's do some different stuff where, you know, maybe Dak and Lance are on the field at the same time. Maybe we're just yeah. swapping Dak out. What, what is your overall take on the Trey Lance experience and, and what we're doing moving forward? Hard to take the MVP finalist off the field, isn't it? You know, for Trey Lance package. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of crazy to do. But no, I think that Trey Lance is here to be the backup. I do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to move on from Cooper Rush. Um, you know, this is a bit. This is a guy that, you know, I know you talk to a lot of people over there, Bobby. I do too. Now, this is a guy that was high on their board. Uh, they didn't have him as high on their board as say the 49ers did, 
but they had him on their board at a significant spot in the top of the second round. Sure. And so, you know, what they've done is instead of taking a flyer or taking a, a you know, a, you know, trying for a golden ticket or a lottery player, they went out and they said, listen, we have the opportunity to grab Trey Lance for a fourth round pick. We thought of enough of him that we put him on our board as a second round player. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden in the 24, the 2024 NFL draft, they do not have to address the quarterback situation. They just don't. This is Trey Lance is, you know, if you want to use that pick I just talked about, fourth round pick, I think it's pick 124. They just sent that to San Francisco for the rights to have a backup quarterback. And I'm interested to see what Trey Lance does during training camp. I think we're to the final year or we're getting close to his contract where you have to do the fifth year option thing. Are we, are yeah, we to the, that the, point de- the deadline, I believe, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll have to look it up. The deadline is sometime this, uh, at, yeah. oh, after the draft. I believe it's sometime in June. You have to, yeah. to make up the decision make that designation you're going to pick it up or not. Exactly. So to me, this is where this is where the Cowboys. I you know they probably we'll see. I don't think they'll know enough to pick up the option, but you know maybe it's a situation where they they kind of figure some things out with him and they work with him. That you know the the thing about it is they they took the opportunity to to get a year to get a head start on this. You know they they really did. You know to, yeah. And you know McCarthy that you know you got twenty six coaches on the you know staff. It seems like. So what do you do? You take Trey Lance out there, and one of the 26 coaches, they have practice for him. They have a separate practice for him. They get practice squad receivers. They throw the ball. They run through plays. They move it up and down the field. He gets to call plays. He, you know, Anything to make him feel comfortable with what he's doing. But I think right now Trey Lance is your, your primary backup quarterback. You know, And you're going to probably see a lot of him in, in training camp. We're going to be out there in Oxnard. You're probably going to see a lot of him in preseason games. You know, they're going to absolutely figure out what they can do with Trey Lance. But like I said, it's it would be very, very difficult. Um, you know, there's people, there's people, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know like you, Bobby, I'm, you talk to people, they're going to be aggressive. Or they're maybe not going to be aggressive. Oh, well, yeah. maybe they're going to let Dak's contract ride. You know, maybe they're going to ride this contract. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're not going to extend it. Maybe they're going to, you know, you hear so many different things right now about, you know, this time of year when, you know, you have a loss that was really as shocking as that was to Green Bay, you know, all of a sudden you got people that are angry. People are like, well, this is what we need to do and this, that, and the other. But, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if they let this thing ride. It, it just wouldn't surprise me. And they said, you know what, we're going to tie this to McCarthy. We're going to tie it to Dak. And here we go. You know, not to, I didn't mean to White say that. said hut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I mean to say it that way, but you know, there's there's a side of me that believes that you know, people talk about extension. I mean, I could be, you know, people could be way wrong about that. I'm, you know, hearing no oh, extension, well, maybe not extension. You know, I mean, I just to me, it's 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 there's a lot that, uh, and I know you reported this, I, and I believe you're you're I'm got this right, Bobby. Mm-hmm. You said that they're terrified that they don't want to go through the situation where they went through without a quarterback again. Yeah, in terms of, I just think that that's. I, I think that that is always present on their mind. I, I, I don't think that it's anything like, like that. Just is, is sort of obvious. I think that they remember what that was like, and it, it's something that gives them a consideration. 
I think um, they're better like, protected though with Trey Lance, don't you think? Sure, that? I yeah. I do think they're better protected than they were. Yeah. Here, here's what I think they exposed themselves to potentially. They they very well could let it ride yeah. and just say let's go ahead. There's a lot of people writing suggestive articles about this. Like yes. um, Todd yes. Archer has mentioned this. Michael Gelkin has mentioned yes. this. Those are plugged yes. in people who could write who who when they write that it, it makes me notice. Right. Um. Here's what I think has is needs to be considered. And I don't know if the Cowboys have a, a healthy fear of this potentially. Um, I don't think it's as simple as let it ride. And if he proves it, pay him. No, I think if you let it no. ride and he runs out, I, I think your quarterback's walking away. I think he's going to say, I've had about enough here. Well, see, that's what he's saying. When you get, you know, when you get, and you can't brother, tag him, you can't tag him. No, you can't. And his brother and all that. I mean, Hey, if he goes out and he has a great, and he has a great year, and you let it ride, and it turns out to be, you know, NFC Championship game and all that. You know, yeah, so be it. I mean, that really, you know, hey, good for him. You know, good for him. You you gambled. You know, he gambled. You gambled. You know, it it's it, it, it those things happen. You know, yeah. the thing about the Cowboys, this is, and I say this, and I know people are like, damn it, brought us stop talking about this. <laughs> But this this front office is not going anywhere, and I'm sorry, folks. And you know, I mean, it's it, it's you know, it's the truth. If yeah. there's any organization that should let, I'm not just talking about the quarterback. I'm talking about any position. If there's any organization that should just let things potentially ride, it's the it's the Dallas Cowboys, because the, their jobs are not on the line. They're they're just not. You know, and whatever decision they make about C.D. Lamb or or or, uh, or Micah Parsons or Dak Prescott or anybody else that has a contract coming up, you know, they they have comfort knowing that they're not going anywhere. You know, sure. Like I keep saying stories about guys at Tampa and guys at the Rams, and they're thinking like, well, if I don't find a quarterback or if I don't do this or I don't do that, I'm going to get fired. There's a lot of people, unless you're the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, or unless you're the, uh, I'm thinking of other teams that got uh, members of the front office, the Steelers, the Giants, you know, those people, if you know, your family owns the team, you're probably not going anywhere. You know, you're probably not. So if anybody should let a contract ride and see what happens, it's probably the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not just talking about Dak. I'm talking about all, but if, you know, they, I mean, it, didn't it seem like, Bobby, that we just – Dak Prescott played this brilliantly. Him, mm-hmm. Todd France. It seemed like two years ago we were, we were, we were talking about him you know, signing a contract. And yep. now here we are. We're back at it again. Talking yep. extension. Give Dak a lot of credit. Give Todd France a lot of credit. I know the front office doesn't want to hear that. But, you know, they're, they, they're not – just not going to go anywhere. And if they want to let this thing ride and it, it turns in, you know, it turns in, say it turns into something great and they lose Dak, that's, well, they can live with that. But if, but if it doesn't turn out well and McCarthy gets let go and Dak gets let go, now you're starting clean. Now you're absolutely starting clean. And, you know, that might be the, you know, for, for, for them, that might be a, a decent option. You know, they hope that they win, the Super Bowl with Dak, absolutely. If you lose him, you lose him. But, you know, there's also a possibility that it could end like it's ended the last three years. Sure. You know? And if that's yeah. the case, you're, 
you know, Mike McCarthy's probably sitting there, you know, he's thinking, damn, I've won 36 games in, in three years, and they won't give me a contract extension. You know, you talk about somebody that probably has a deep down inside thinking about leaving. <laughs> about Mike McCarthy. You sure. Know? Like anywhere else, Mike McCarthy's getting a contract extension. Here, mm, no, not a contract extension. You know? It's a uh, it's a different environment in a number of ways around I, here in Dallas. Am I way off, Bobby? Am I way off? Um, no, no, no. I I think you're right. I, I think that the 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 I don't think it should be so casually. And I'm not saying you are, but I, I'm saying I don't think it should be approached so casually from their perspective. Like, ah, well, if he leaves, he leaves. It's like no, if you if you're but trying, that's, but that's but that that's where they're at. I you no, know? I I yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying that if you if you're saying let's have him. Go out there and let's see. And you see him put up another year like this, or he improves again. Yeah. And I think you're going to have sincere buyer's remorse. And I don't think he's going to. This is this is my this is not a report. This is my own read on things. I think I, I think that you are you are you're you're just Let me saying. Ask you well, a difficult question. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. ask you. I, I mean, I I interrupted you for the no, seventy no, 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 thousand time on this show. You're good. Do you think Dak Prescott right now? Hmm. Do you think, and this is probably an unfair question, do you think that if Dak Prescott could leave right now that he would leave? I think if he were a free agent right now, there's a very good possibility he signs somewhere else. Yeah. I think that's just the, the reality of it. And, and now, it, look, I think I think he wants to make it work here. I think he likes being here. Um, but, but I also think that, like, just saying, well, this is you're your personal opinion. This is not anything. Yes, I'm, again, yes, don't, yes, yes. Folks, don't clip this and say this is just us having a conversation here, right? Yeah, now. and I, I, I think that if you, I think that that would. There's a lot. This, I got to say, the last fourteen months is the is the most tired I've probably seen Dak. Like he's just yeah. he he seems kind of fatigued by everything. By? What's he beat down by? Oh, I, I just think I, I think the he knew the scrutiny. I think the interception thing was really bothersome to him because he knew what was going on there. And he felt like you have, you, you know, when you hydroplane yeah. on the road, what yeah. do they say? They say, just let off the gas, get yeah. back on the road. They say, what you don't do is you don't slam on the brakes and go into a tailspin. I think he felt like they, they hit the brakes and, and, and he was like, this is an over correction. You, so you blame him or McCarthy. McCarthy but made he, a big the, deal about it, though. Oh, right? oh yeah, offense, no, 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 no. The no, was just absolutely. I, I, I don't think Dak was making. I think Dak was frustrated. It was made a bigger deal of than he thought sure. it warranted. And sure. so I, I think that just all of that building up, and, and these things that happened, and he was, he can say he wasn't. He had to be a little frustrated. You could see it on his face in sure. the locker room. He had to be a little frustrated when the Trey Lance trade went down. Yeah. There was a little bit of just okay, all right. Well, all See, right. the thing about Dak is he's the one that stands up there and takes all the the flack. You know, you know, we, mm-hmm. we you know, he's the one guy that after a game, after a loss, that he's standing there answering all the questions. And, and if and if after all of that, yeah, they say you're gonna have to go out there and you, you just played like a top three MVP candidate, but right. you need to show it to us again. Then I think he, he I think there's a very strong possibility he says, you know what, you you've lost your shot. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna go find this somewhere else because this is just this is this is well, he's got, but you know what Bobby he's got the thing in a, in a way he's got it he's got it where he wants it though no trade you know I mean you'd sure. have to go to him if you wanted to trade no trade no franchise tag you know high cap number and, and because he has it set up that way then if they were to say well let's ride this out I think he's saying then you've made your decision yeah and and I'm making mine. And and that's why I think it's important to I think it's very important that if you don't want to lose him, I think you have to make that decision now this offseason. 
either extend him or or operate under the assumption, not a guarantee, but operate under the assumption that if we're letting this ride out, we're letting him walk away. Yeah. Because well, I same, think that's the same thing for Mike, with Mike McCarthy. Do you think you think McCarthy would walk at the end of the year if they had a great year? Uh, no. That somebody would say, okay, well, he's a free agent now. He's a free no, agent. No, I, I don't think. It, I, I, I think if I think if they would bring him back, he would come back. I, I think he really likes the gig. I think there's a lot that stresses him out about it, but I, I think he really likes it. The thing about it is, do you feel like it's taken him four years to learn what the situation is here? Like, like figure he, out what he, it means to be the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. 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 Like yes. You're I, and, and and I'll give him a ton of credit for. I think from day one to now, he has learned a lot. I think yeah. he's learned a lot about how things operate, and he understands it. And yeah. So. That, that's yeah, just all I know happens. is when we're doing that post game show and we're sitting there and I'm looking in that interview room and there's two reporters sitting there after a game or three reporters after a game and every other reporter is talking to Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at a time that probably bothered him. Now I don't know that. I think he shrugs it off. I think he goes, think "All right, it, this is this is the way it is. This is the way it is." Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is kind of the mindset you have to have. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day. Boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time to switch over to our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. We got uh, several questions here. In fact, we can probably bank up a lot of these into a questions episode here in the future. Huh. Uh, but we're, we're going to go to a couple questions really quickly. First one from Carlo. Why does Micah Parsons slow down every year? Is this something to worry about as his career <laughs> goes on, as he gets older? Can his body hold up being a defensive end every play? Here's my theory on this, Brian, that yeah. he is – shot out of a cannon on every snap sure. he, he he just runs so aggressive and it's such an aggressive scheme that the Cowboys play I do think that it's just it naturally it's gonna cause some fatigue and the older he gets I think the more he's gonna understand how to pace himself and how to approach it but yeah right now as a young player I, I think that the just intensity with which he plays and the million miles per hour yeah it, it wears you down by the time December rolls around I think he had five pressures a game like uh, uh, like through week nine mm-hmm. and week 10 
And then since he's had four and a half pressures a game. So really half a pressure. You know, he doesn't get any holding calls. We've seen that. Um, it's funny. <laughs> didn't we bring this up? Didn't, didn't, I mean, this is another one of those things I got in trouble for that, you know, asked the question about Micah Parsons. Is he slowing down? Did it, and then, you know, and all yeah. of a sudden he, he addressed it and the Cowboy Nation lost their damn minds and, you know, were going after me. And I was just, you know, it was after that Giants game. It was after yep. the Giants game where, you know, where Phillips, the backup tackle held him, you know, with no stats. Yeah. And so you're like, is something going on here? You know, and you ask that question. And now here we are, end of the season, we get him, is Micah Parsons slowing down question. Um, yeah, I think Micah Parsons is going to have to learn. And I, I think he, he, I think early he started to understand that, that, that the end of the season's tough and he gets doubled a lot. He yep. has to deal with a lot of chip block. Coordinators are not going to let Micah Parsons beat them and beat him. In, in a game they're not they're yep. just not they're not going to do that so he deals with a lot but Micah Parsons also though too is going to have to learn maybe during the season maybe during the season that you know there's going to be things that he's going to have to do whether you know how much time is he putting into and I don't know this I'm just I'm just throwing it out there in season weights you know uh, uh you know nutrition stuff all you know anything to do with Maybe, you know, I think Oso Digizua is going through the same kind of problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, this is like a couple of times now where we've seen Oso look really, really great. Then all of a sudden you slow down at the end. And you kind of think when you're a young player, it's like, oh, well, they're not used to the 17, 18-game schedule. And plus the preseason and all the practices and everything that you do. But I think Micah is going to have to maybe adjust uh, his training schedule. Because he, you know, obviously, you know, he before the season, we've seen like the videos and stuff where he looks like he's working extremely hard. Sure. But maybe, maybe there's something in season that he's going to have to adjust in order to help him. But again, it's only it's only a half pressure a game less. But you know, the the sack numbers, they it stops. It, it well, really and, and I, I, I do want to be clear, like his rookie season, it was the reverse. Actually, he went yeah. on a tear at the end of the year, right? Where in the final, I think in the final eight games, he had like 10 and a half sacks his right. rookie year. But then like, he, you know, he last year, learn. yeah, he started to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You look at last year, it was the final six games of the season. He had one and a half sacks. It was the yeah. final like seven of this year. He had two. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's something where he does. The production seems to slow down a little bit these last two years, so it's at least something else. I, I know he's generating pressure, but yeah, the the typically with the how fast and athletic Micah is, like right. a pressure should end in a sack more often than that. I feel yeah, like well, because because he does close so quickly, and I think it's just he's he's probably a little worn down and, and not just yeah. worn down like tired, fatigued. He gets beat up. He, he gets, gets doubled a lot. lot. He, he gets chipped. No, no, you know, you're, we're not. You know, it's not making excuses for him. You can watch the tape and see him get beat up, but. I think there's something he's going to have to do within the season to make sure that that it's it, he's not that beat up at the end. Absolutely. Uh, question here from Matthew Brown. Uh, did McCarthy forcing a linebacker coaching change from George Edwards to Scott McCurley cause hmm. the drop in linebacker play, or do you no. think injuries are more to blame? Injuries are to blame here. And, and, and uh, you know, Scott McCurley, I, you know, hey, you know, he was working under – he started off as, you know, on the Mike Nolan regime. He was yep. the linebacker coach, and then George came in, and then he became the uh, the uh, like the assistant to the assistant, 
And then, which is funny because his title, McCurley's title, never changed. George never Edwards changed. was never named linebackers never, coach, never. but George Edwards was the linebackers coach. He was out there running. Yeah, them no, you watched the doing practice. Everything. He clearly was the linebackers coach. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, you know McCurley. I you know, hey, that's that's a guy that Mike trusted. Mike liked players uh, like him. Know, George, players yeah, speak well of him. Yeah, you know, I mean, heck, yeah, but a lot of guys like George. I mean, those yeah. linebackers. But this one to me was about injury before it was more about. A, a coaching change injury. And honestly, um, do, if we're being honest, like, like they obviously had some things happen with overshone and, and Van Der Esch realistically, probably an area that they should have prepped better front on office, depth. Yeah. The yeah. Front, that, but that's, but okay. You wonder now, you know, I'd like to be able to sit down with Dan Quinn. Did Dan make the determination that he really liked his nickel and his dime package using the line, sure. using the safeties. And did he convince, did he convince um, you know the front office that listen, let me carry more safeties than linebackers, and I'm going to make it work this way? Maybe they didn't feel like they had the quality at linebacker though too. Yeah, but that was a gamble going with Leighton Vanderesh because Leighton Vanderesh has become very much a like Tyron Smith. You know, when they play, it's absolute brilliance. When they don't play, you're usually pretty hurt. You know, your team's hurt. So I, I think this was. I think that Dan Quinn probably told Will McClay that, hey, I can get by doing it this way. And then you had the, the injuries, you know, it just – and they were, I'll tell you what, another thing, Bobby, I think, I think they were chasing, uh, you know, with Clark. I think it was one of those years where they were, you know, they were probably expecting him to play better. Mm-hmm. And at times he was okay. Other incons- times he, he's he was. inconsistent. Yeah. And so they were probably thinking, well, year one to year two, they were going to get a, a little bit of a, a bump there. And they didn't get the bump they needed. Next question here from Gabriel. And, and he says, if or when Quinn is gone, let, let's just assume something happens this offseason. It's not looking likely. He is interviewing with Seattle. Seattle and Washington are the only two jobs left. I think um, if, but, if he's going to get a job at Seattle. I, don't I think, think it is Seattle. I agree. I think, I think Ben Johnson's going to get the job with Detroit uh, from Detroit on Washington. That would be my guess. It says, if or when Quinn is gone, who would be a great external fit to coach this defense based on the personnel. And I know we've, um, you know, you know, we've obviously kicked around the idea of Wink Martindale. Um, we brought up Mike Zimmer Mike recently. Zimmer. Yeah. Um, th- those are ones that you can bring up. Somebody else had just asked about this. Uh, another uh, listener had, had texted us in the question about um, Joe Barry was let go um, by, by the Packers. I was talking to my Packer guys about that. That's a, he's, he's a three, four guy now. Is he, is, he is. Yeah. He is. He is. He uh, is. You know. You know his uh, family connection, though, don't you? Rod Marinelli. Father-in-law is Rod Marinelli. Yeah, sure absolutely. Is. And so it, it's just Barry is a guy who was a an ascending coach. Um, I believe he had learned a lot under Wade Phillips um, with the Rams and everything else. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's got some Rod Marinelli influence, but um, that, that was when, a long time with Rod and all them. Yeah, I'll tell you an external name that I just would be interested in because he's a young coach. He is a guy who is well-respected by players. He's a former player. Uh, you hear his name come up uh, in league circles is the Packers defensive line coach, uh, who's also their running game coordinator, is a guy named Jerry Montgomery. Mm. That was a guy that McCarthy hired in Green Bay, and mm. that was a guy that um, he was actually going to take a job, I believe, at A&M, and they went ahead and let their defensive line coach in Green Bay go just to promote him so they could keep him. Wow. And he survived the coaching changes with Matt LaFleur. There were not a lot of guys who did. 
Um, and, and we saw the Was way he... Mike Turgovac or somebody like that. Yeah. The, Tur- Turgovac got let go yeah, uh, in order for them to promote Jerry Montgomery. And Jerry Montgomery is a guy who, like I said, he, he runs the run game defense for the mm-hmm. Packers. And when you watch the defensive line of the Packers, that's a very physical, you know, tough group. Like you can see that they're, they're, they're well coached and they're coached with the physicality that I think would make some sense here. Obviously just a name to throw out, but one that if you look for, okay, here's a McCarthy connection. Here's a guy who's well-liked across the league by players and personnel. That's at least one that I think can make some yeah. sense. Anybody else that stands out to you? No, you I think, think Zimmer you, think, and, think and Martindale are the guys yeah, to watch? Yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. Unless you can get Belichick to come in here, you know, and just <laughs> – And be a D coordinator for you? Of <laughs> Sure. Why not? Saban, what's he doing? He's not doing yeah. anything right now. Sure. Why not? That'd be great, too. Let, 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 let's go for it. That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will continue to bring you episodes throughout the offseason. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Send us a message. You can email me. You can tweet at us. Just let us know the, the, if there's any topics you'd like us to hit on, anything of interest to you guys. And uh, we'll definitely go through it because this is the time of year where we want to make sure that we're generating the content that you guys most want. And uh, like we said before, we can't explain to you guys or express to you guys enough how much we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you uh, guys. And, and so appreciate you guys rocking with us. Our offseason, our numbers always go up, actually. You guys yeah. start cranking it up uh, when we get into offseason. So I know this is a, an exciting time for everybody, even in the wake of a disappointing season. Uh, for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. We'll talk to you guys again later. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.